1: This is another podcast of Worldwide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show. Every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9, the world, the surfing the globe, bringing you news, views and current affairs for the LGBT community. This is the Worldwide Wave. Around the world, around
2: the world. This is World Wide Wave, Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBTI community, taking you around the globe, one queer story at a time. I'm Matt, and we are live from the Joy Studios in the magnificent Victorian Pride Centre. Tonight, I am joined by Stefan. Good evening. And hello, Shannon.
0: Hey. Religious organisations have rarely been famous for their welcoming attitude towards the LGBT community, and sadly, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, have been no different. Despite some recent change, the Church has a long history of non-acceptance, and with the continued teaching that homosexual acts are a sin, it's no surprise their university has come under fire for this very thing.
1: Brigham Young University is a private school funded by the Mormon Church. Students who attend this university are almost all Mormons and agree to abide by an honour code that mandates behaviour in line with the church teachings, which until recently included a ban on any physical acts of homosexuality. Tonight, we talk to Calvin Burke, a former student at the university, who tells, who tells us about his experience there and what led to a federal investigation by the US Department of Education.
0: Mormonism is known to being a highly demanding religion. In fact, it's said that being part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is not just a religion, but an entire way of life. This can make it hard for queer people to exist as themselves in this space. Over the years, there have been countless LGBT people who have told their personal stories of exclusion from the church and their lives around it. Kelvin Burke attended the Mormon church's Brigham Young University. who spoke with Kelvin about what it's like to be both Mormon and gay and why BYU is such a sought-after university.
3: It's in a lot of respects, like, you know, kind of being caught between two identities, between two worlds. I mean, I think Mormonism, um, it's a very conservative, uh, very conservative American religion. Um, attacks, generally speaking, with the religious right through most of its history in the 20th century. And so for a lot of the time, you know, Mormonism um, is kind of associated itself, at least in the United States, with family values, you know, the idea of like, you know, the traditional family, the nuclear family. And so for a lot of people, um, up until probably about, I guess, like the last like 10 years or so, uh, the idea of being both Mormon and gay was seemed like, you know, a paradox, an oxymoron, something that was pretty much impossible But there's been, uh, I think, a a lot of progress that's been made, um, at least in terms of, like, at the grassroots level with um, grassroots organizations and people. And our culture is changing pretty fast, particularly among, like, younger demographics. So it's, it seems less, like, less of a paradox. Um, But kind of, you know, I think that cultural change is sparking a lot of tension with our leaders. Like, Latter-day Saint leadership um, is very old, uh we led by we we were led by our prophet in the first presidency and the quorum of the twelve we're all old men very old men um so it's uh, it takes it takes a while sometimes for for large social change to happen in mormonism do you get
0: many reactions from other lgbt people who aren't mormon about being mormon
3: I mean, actually, it's usually ironically, like in the time so i've I've gone and I presented at a number of different universities um but it's actually I think usually easier for people who aren't Mormon to like understand me as both Mormon and gay than it is for people who are Mormon to understand me as both mormon and gay um <laughs> it's it's kind of funny that way, I think um you know it's it's like uh mormonism is, is my it's my heritage it's the the place that i was born here in utah almost like i think it's about like 70 of the entire state is is mormon or our latter-day saints um and at byu the university that I, that i attended um it's almost 99 99 mormon so it's it's i think uh i've only come out i only came out after i started here at byu so i haven't really i guess like had that experience like I haven't lived in San Francisco since I've come out or something like that. So I haven't had sort of an opportunity to go or, or to mix with that kind of thing, but we'll, we'll watch what happens.
0: I can imagine that BYU is obviously somewhere that's like really kind of sought after for young Mormons to go to. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do
3: you, think do you, do you explain that... why?
0: Yeah. 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 Wow.
3: Yeah. So like, actually like BYU after Harvard has is like the second university in the world after Harvard to have like the highest number of applicants who are admitted that then go on to enroll. Like it's it's like it's seen basically as like I guess like the Mormon Stanford, like this place that like that's where all Mormon parents hope that they hope that their their kids will go to will attend. And a lot of that is because um I mean like it's a pretty like comparatively it's a pretty decent education, but the thing that makes it so Um, important for a lot of of people and why a lot of Christians wind up here is because tuition compared to other universities in the United States is way lower. It's infinitely lower. Basically, every student that's admitted to BYU has like an 85% scholarship that's paid for by the church. So tuition winds up being like, I mean, it would probably be expensive on international levels. Like I have friends in Canada that it's like, they're still, they're just like, what? But it's, it winds up being about $2,000 a semester, which is very 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 inexpensive compared to other universities even state schools or, or something like that so byu is is very is for a number of students especially um uh mormons who are come from lower class backgrounds it's the only education that they can afford or or would be able to so that's i think a really big driver to the reason that students uh you know especially mormons want to study at byu um but another reason too frankly is that a lot of uh Latter-day Saints who grow up in other places like far away from other Latter-day Saints usually feel it's usually pretty isolated um, and so BYU is almost kind of like this like hub for people from all over Latter-day Saints from all over the world to find people who are like them who believe or, or hold certain stories you know in their heart in the same way so it winds up being sort of a central nexus for that reason.
2: That's Mormon University student Calvin Berker with us on Joy 94.9. Um, it, even in Australia, education, tertiary education is expensive, but we have mechanisms, I guess, that the hex where you can borrow it, pay it off. How do you think the affordable education, I mean, it kind of sounds like a good way of indoctrinating people. You're kind of giving them this massive discount to be able to get ahead, and but they've got to listen to what you've got to say. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess I'm a, I guess students are a good reason not to go somewhere where they might be exposed to different things. I mean, if you're raised with like a Mormon family, and Keep then you go in the family, and then you go to a Mormon university, it's a good way of not showing people other experiences or other ways of thinking than what you are learning in the church.
1: So you're controlling people yeah. even more. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. A- Good point as well, yeah. But but there's a lot of uh, a lot of the time in the states as well. People, I mean, because it's so expensive, I think it's much more expensive than it would be here, even with a mechanism. So it must be an attraction. Uh, I mean, as he was saying, if you want to get ahead, you then
2: to- you even if you aren't um, fully on board with the the religion, although it very much sounds like you you are brought up in it and you are on board. I mean, it comes. Mm. And I do
0: believe you have to get like a, I think it comes up later, but you do have to get like basically approval from church leaders to go there. there.
2: Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coming up, we've got more from Calvin. In fact, we hear about the federal investigation that the US school, Brigham Young University, is uh, involved in. This is World Wide Wave.
0: Turn us on and we'll turn it out. Joy. Hi,
2: my name is Kenneth. I'm from LGB Denmark.
1: You're hearing me on the worldwide wave.
2: Whilst we're talking about the USA tonight, it is very, very topical here in Australia. Uh, In the news at six, we heard from Dave that uh, the Liberal National Coalition have approved the bill to go to parliament. So even those... uh, um, Um, Members of their party that were raising issues have now said they will support There's no issues. There's no more issues. So um, we haven't yet seen if there have been changes or anything, but we'll we'll wait to hear on that. Um, Interested in your attitudes, your thoughts on this religion discrimination bill. What does it mean to you? We've had a message in from Mike. G'day, guys. For the religious discrimination bill, I just want to hold up a sign to the PM which reads... Girl, no.
1: Well,
2: thanks for that, Mike. Tell us your messages. What's your message to uh, the members of parliament in Canberra, uh, particularly the ones that have not yet declared how they're going to vote, i.e. the Labour Party?
1: Religion plays a huge role in the education sector and it is a hot topic here, as we mentioned, uh, with a religious discrimination bill before parliament and a Brisbane Christian school that attempted to contract parents to denounce homosexuality. In the USA last year, it was confirmed by the US Department of Education that they had opened a federal investigation into how LGBTIQ people, students, have been disciplined while at Brigham Young University, the university run by the Church of Let- Jesus Christ of latter Day Saints. The Mormons. The Mormons. We spoke to Calvin Burke about this investigation and what events triggered the investigation.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, so it looks like the Office of Civil Rights um, under the Department of Education has opened a federal investigation into the way that um, Brigham Young University's Honor Code Office disciplines LGBTQ students, um, which is uh, from everything that I can gather from the experts that I've talked to and from what I've read, of course, in the newspapers. It it seems it's it's a pretty big deal. Um, it's But yeah, there's been a lot going on here at BYU that is kind of led up to this moment. And I think a lot of, uh, I think everyone, I think on campus pretty much unanimously is really, really sad that it had to come to this. But I think, um, especially at least among the queer community here, people are relieved. And there's some sort of sense, it's like, oh my gosh, it, it feels validating, but it also, there's this kind of like, you know, sort of hope that some good can come out of this. Because a lot of Christians at BYU have been suffering and been struggling for a very, very, very long time. So this kind of it almost feels like the the cavalry's come home. There's someone's coming in to help to help. And I mean, it could wind up being that this investigation doesn't yield anything. But um, I actually, from what I've seen, what I've heard, what I understand, I think I think that it will. I, I think that there there will be good progress that will come through a little bit.
0: Do you want to talk to us about kind of the things that did lead up? Man,
3: okay. So I remember when my my first met, I guess, yeah, this would have been in my, in my freshman year. Um, this would have been, I guess, like, uh, spring of 2018 on campus. We had the very first, um, administration led, uh, LGBTQ event at BYU, which was a huge deal because I mean, it was only very, BYU was a very tumultuous history with queer issues, Um, because BYU, unlike uh, most other Catholic or uh, Christian or religious universities in the United States, BYU is directly administered by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so, like, our board of trustees consists of, like, the top leaders in our church, so it's as if, like, I, I guess the only thing I can compare it to is if, like, imagine if, like, the Vatican directly administered a university. It's, so BYU is kind of seen within uh, the Mormon church as like uh, basically a ch- an entirely church institution. Every single person that attends BYU or teaches at BYU attends at the will and pleasure of the first presidency. You have this thing called an ecclesiastical endorsement which your local congregation leader signs but it basically assures that you will follow like these standards in order to be able to attend citizens of living. Things like avoiding coffee, avoiding tea, alcohol, tobacco, and of course one of those things is extramarital sexual relation. Um, and there was this really sort of confusing clause about uh, homosexuality that had been in the honor code for at least since the 1960s, I think, when BYU first banned queer relationships. Um but that clause basically said like, any physical action that gives expression to homosexual feelings is against the honor code. And the way that that's been like, going back generations, the way that that's been enforced, is super confusing. Like, I mean, what does that mean? Like, we, you know, there've been people that have asked like, would go out and ask administration and be like, what does it mean that any physical act that gives expression to homosexual feelings? Does that mean like eye contact? Does that mean like hugs or, and we, no one would ever get a straight answer to that like at times, you know, there were stories even fairly recently of like students being punished for watching RuPaul's Drag Race or something like that, like absurd, absurd things. But anyway, so when this panel happened in 2018, spring of 2018, it was, I was not out at the time, but I remember going there with a friend of mine and like, being super nervous about it and like anxious because it it seemed like e- even talking about queer issues on on campus seemed was something that seemed very verboten, you know, just forbidden. But um, I remember that that day, like there's one administrator that got up on um, like up to the pulpit like to speak after they had this round table discussion with like a, uh, with four queer students, um, and this administrator just said you belong here and she was like so many people always say why would we want gay students here at why would we want queer students or we want trans students here and she's like well my my answer is why would we want our queer mormons anywhere else like they belong here you belong here there's a place for you and i remember leaving that and being super struck like having heard something like that because a lot of times i remember like for instance my also like that same year i had come out one of my roommates like and that roommate had actually broken his housing contract and, and moved, moved out like a week later <laughs> so after that i hadn't come out to anybody but i remember after that you know fast forward a few months later after that panel it was like i started to feel like maybe that there was like some kind of safety and i remember at the time too that same the same few months this uh the official administration BYU LGBTQ Student Outreach was founded, and I was a part of that. I got to be a part of that. Um, and so it seemed like there, there was a lot of progress that we were making. We were having a lot of meetings with different people in administration. Um, and I know that that had been going on for quite a while, and we were anxious about starting finally an official on-campus queer um, support group or just network, any kind of something, something on campus. And it was something that seemed like it was building and building and so we were working with that until you know on for about like a year and a half but then I guess came like these the honor code changes in like spring of 2020 um and that like it was this amazing time when suddenly like that clause in the honor code disappeared and it was like I remember everybody was like confused but nervous but also sort of excited and then sort of word spread that BYU was no longer going to hold queer students to a different standard than straight students so queer students would be able to date they'd be able to hold hands on campus would be able to hug to kiss to follow you know follow the same rules and guidelines as straight students were and that was kind of like that was the that was what administrators were telling students and everything and then of course about two weeks later came from above byu from the commissioner of education the church commissioner of education sent this letter to all students on campus that said essentially even though that clause has vanished we're still going to hold you to that same standard even though it's not enumerated in the clause anymore in, in in the honor code anymore and so there's massive uproar um like and that was the first time i've ever seen spontaneous protests at byu ever like students you don't understand students do not protest here like it's no but it was all of Brigham Square, there were hundreds of students that just immediately were there protesting with megaphones and banners and it was it was heartbreak I mean of course, because anytime you have a spontaneous person like that, it's because there's just devastation like I had a number of friends that had come out because they felt safe for the first time, and it felt like i guess someone someone compared it to that to Mao's Let a Hundred Flowers Bloom campaign, this, you know, where they're like, come out and, and say who you are, but oh, we're going to punish you now after we know who you are. And so it was, it was a brutal, brutal, brutal time. And then, of course, almost uh, like about two weeks after that, um, I want to say maybe within a, a, like just a few, a short time after that was when the pandemic started and then all the lockdowns came, and so the protests stopped
2: from Salt Lake City in Utah in the US of A. That's, uh, that is Brigham Young University student Calvin Burke with us on Joy 94.9. The honour code, it sounds like something you see in a Hollywood movie around, you know, involving military uh, and signing an honour code where you'll avoid coffee and homosexuality. <laughs> is it sounds like a <coughs> joke, but it's clearly oh,
0: yeah. not. No. Yeah, I mean, and it, I mean... And I suppose it's also like the broadness of what was written in there.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So it says something about, it's not homosexual acts, it's homosexual expression.
0: Physical expressions of of homosexuality. Is that
2: interpretive dance?
0: Yeah, well, like, so like Calvin was talking about, like it was so broad, people were actually questioning, saying, well, does this mean I can't make eye contact? Does this mean I can't? If you hug
2: a person of the same gender, is that... Yeah, yeah. Like to
0: what extent yeah. are you going? Am I going to get pulled up for this?
2: And what what does pulled up mean? Do you know? Is, is that can you be thrown out for these sorts um, of things of breaking the honor code? Well, I suppose
0: I mean the exact methods of disowning is, I guess, what's being investigated. Yeah. But there were students that got in trouble for watching RuPaul. You know, I mean. <laughs> Um. i watching that in secret. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't don't tell uh, Robbie from yeah. <laughs> the, the the Robbed show here on Joy. That'll upset him no end. Coming up on Joy ninety four point nine, uh, Calvin explains why, despite all that he has gone through, he still feels hope for his university to change. This is World Wide Wave. Joy, it's our summer of love. In every country Masculinity here is is a highly valued prize And every corner of the world
1: I'm fighting for rights of LGBT people in Nigeria
2: Breaking news and current issues
0: The LGBT community has definitely pulled together here in
2: Orlando Mixed with stories of everyday people I'm a gay man All with one thing in common They're part of the world's diverse LGBTIQ community Speaking from Ukraine Mongolia In Malaysia Speaking from France. In South Africa Uruguay Speaking from Jordan Slovakia From South Korea Every week we bring you stories of the rainbow community across the globe. This is World Wide Wave.
0: You're listening to Joy 94.9 on the show that takes you around the globe one queer story at a time, Worldwide Wave. And a special hello to everybody listening to us on podcast. You can subscribe to receive our podcasts automatically either at joy.org.au forward slash World Wide Wave or on iTunes or really any of your favourite podcast platforms. And don't forget us to leave a review.
2: And don't forget send us your messages about what you'd like to say to our politicians in Canberra as they look at this religious discrimination bill. We're in the middle of Pride season. If you got, if you were lucky enough to get down here to uh, Fitzroy Street, St Kilda last week for uh, the Pride March, what a great buzz! That was so good to feel, uh, so good to see the Pride Centre here full. There's more. More? More. This weekend we celebrate the 40th anniversary of the decriminalisation of homosexuality in uh, Victoria. So with a big street event on the north side this time. So it's in the Smith and Gertrude precinct around the Peel and Circuit and all that. Uh, Stages, great acts. Uh, It's this Sunday. Pop on down. If you can't make it, don't worry. Joy will be there. You can listen in all day. That's this Sunday. You're on Joy 94.9.
0: Joy 94.9.
2: Now, tonight we're exploring the challenges of religion and education, in particular at America's Brigham Young University, which is run by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. Despite all the challenges that queer students have faced at BYU, either from being unable to come out or being punished when they are, Calvin Burke holds out great hope for the future there. He tells us why he is optimistic and how BYU has always been the frontier for change within the Mormon community.
0: Do you think that by BYU being so popular and kind of sought after for young Mormons, that Mm -hmm. by changes towards LGBT people there, that that might lead to kind of like a more of a generational change? Yes, yes,
3: absolutely. Like there's the common thinking is basically it's like as BYU goes, so goes the church. And so that's why I think there's a lot of this, especially like since, uh, since BYU, as BYU started to make after, you know, in uh, after, I want to say, like, toward the end of 2018, is like, word started to spread throughout, like, the community about the progressive changes that BYU was making to be more inclusive. A lot, there was a big alt-right backlash um, against administration and against uh, even uh, even queer students here at BYU.
0: You talked about, right, about how Students kind of came out kind of being told that they would be safe to do so, and then that kind of didn't really what wasn't really how it played out. Yeah, do you think that that has created, even in just the short term, um, more hesitation for students?
3: Absolutely, especially out? now. And, and I think another big thing to understand too is that BYU, unlike other universities in the United States, it does not have a tenure system. Um, so, basically, professors, like, could be fired at any time um, for, at first, it, like, they're, like there's a lot of confusion now about sort of the things that were going on. I know there's one professor who um, apparently was terminated this past semester just for, for her support of queer students. There's a lot of confusion now because they're, in addition to, like, some church leaders that have said really brutally homophobic things there've been other church leaders that have said other things and so it's it, there's like competing voices kind of going everywhere and it's yeah it's it makes for a really chaotic campus experience like i i don't think i've ever seen and even i was talking with another um professor friend just the other day at BYU and he said he was like i've never seen morale on campus this low in the 25 years that i've been here i've never seen it like this this we have a thing for being organized like having you know exact stuff you know and so it's it's bizarre to see us in this array like this.
0: <laughs> what do you think are the biggest things that need changing?
3: So something that makes us a little bit, uh, like significantly different than uh, and even though like we're we're considered I think politically very close with say like evangelical Christians or other like uh, conservative Christian churches, unlike uh most christian churches we we have an open canon which basically means our prophet could receive revelation for something that could transform the way that we do everything like that and i think that fear about us having a fundamentally open canon is actually one of the big reasons fueling this like alt-right like neo-fascist backlash um because it's like they they know that at any moment they could lose everything Oh yeah. And so it's, it's what you're seeing playing out right now at BYU. It's a battle for the soul of Mormonism. It's a battle for like the next generation This you know, the views that we're going to take and the way that we're going to interact with the world, the way that we're going to treat each other. Um, like I'll be the first person to say that like Mormonism is, it has, is extraordinarily imperfect. Like it's, I, I mean, you could say that about any institutionalized religion. I think sometimes people ask me why, like, I I still, um, you know, be belong to Mormonism, why I still have, you know, hope for it, I guess. And a lot of that is because, well, to be very frank, like, I don't, like, even though I hate institutions and I despise them, like, I don't know how to get rid of fascism without institutions. Like, as chaotic as that sounds, I... I don't know. I mean, I'd love one big obstacle within Mormonism is there's a tendency for a very, you you know, our current setup is it's gerontocratic. You know, we have a gerontocracy where old people who may be very far removed from the situations that they're making decisions about don't have access to great information. So something that would be wonderful, I think, would be opening up better lines of communication between the people who make decisions and the people who are affected by decisions and what that would look like i think is including people from marginalized identities in decision-making processes and leadership positions within the church of jesus christ Latter-day saints and to be very frank that's terrible right now it's atrocious like sorry but you know my heart goes out to every you know straight cis white man up there but i don't trust y'all in leadership positions <laughs> Like, without input from, you know, people who are being marginalized, I I think that would be something that would be wonderful. That's a huge, that's a huge, that's a huge thing. That's a great, that's a great obstacle.
0: So you do sound, like, hopeful about change happening. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of, like, drives that hope?
3: Oh, man, I guess, well, the, the entire history of BYU, because that's actually something that, like, I've been studying and I'll actually be presenting on twice this year um, at the University of Utah and Utah State University, but one of those is the the fact that um you know mormonism has always kind of had these two like competing factions like for its entire history like one that's like very populistic and conservative and then one that's very intellectual and very progressive and byu has pretty much since the turn of the 20th century since like 1905 has been like the center for this like squabble and contention between those two people like administrators have almost always been populistic and deeply conservative and the professors and the students have almost always been very progressive and very forward moving. And so when I look at some of the stuff going on at BYU right now, I mean, part of me just thinks I'm like, y'all are just trying, y'all are just like the the white witch, you know, in winter trying to hold back the springtime. And I'm just like, when I look at the way that students, the way that especially young Mormons who are overwhelmingly more likely to be very progressive and to be very supportive of queer equality and anti-racism I just I'm just like y'all are just trying to hold back the spring you can't do that you can't do that like I mean I thought it was so funny when they they decided that you know now the official thing is no students are allowed to protest on campus at all when they made the, those new rules and everything I just was like man y'all are really scared y'all are so nervous that's
2: Calvin Burke from uh, the Uni- Brigham Young University, which is run by uh, the Mormons in the USA. He sort of mentioned there that, you know, the, the church hierarchy, uh, old white men out of touch with, you know, what, what is happening with others. Is that really any different to any mainstream church,
0: do you reckon? no. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, if I take the the Catholic Church men in dresses who are celibate talking about, um, you know, sexual reproductive health, mm. I, there, there's a disconnect there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, uh, I mean... <laughs> that. Is, is, that, is that maybe why you get these evangelical churches like Hillsong who are, you know, very youth-focused youth, youth focused and, you know, they have dance parties and things? They do have Don't dance parties,
1: but the teachings are the same, though. They still have this predominant white hierarchy and male and because isn't the Prime Minister part of that and mm. what you see it's what's reflected in what's going on at the moment in the religious discrimination bill. Mm. So
0: I think it is interesting that because this is such like a place for Mormons to be young Mormons that by changing by ha- by changing some of the views at the mm. university and by people opening their mind at the university that then that leads to change like generationally within like the church itself.
2: Yes, look, I admire his optimism, Mm. uh, but clearly change, as with any big institution like this, doesn't come quickly. Listen live or on demand from wherever you are in the world. Stream us live on joy.org.au or subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform to World Wide Wave.
1: I am BC Alimi from Nigeria. For those who say homosexuality is a Western import to Africa, I am a proof that you can be proudly African and gay and fabulous. And I'm on World Wide Wave.
0: And a huge thank you to Kelvin Burke, who can be found on Twitter, for talking to us tonight.
2: And we've got lots more. He had a, It was a quite a long interview, so we're yeah. going to put out an extended podcast. If you subscribe to us at joy.org.au slash World Wave, you'll receive that. Huge thank you to our friends on Facebook, uh, James, Yangfar, Douglas,
1: and many more who've interacted or joined us without, throughout the week. And behind the scenes, thank you to our podcaster, Peter, and social media master, Dean.
0: We'll be back next week with more World Wide Wave.
1: Thanks for listening to another podcast from World Wide Wave the show that takes you around the globe, one country at a time. World Wide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash worldwide wave or follow us on facebook for the latest international lgbt news search w3joy on facebook now
0: this podcast was produced by joy media you can support joy's diverse sound and diverse community this june by donating to joy radiothon 2024 go to joy.org.au slash radiothon and remember we all flourish with joy